this morning. Uh, what I want us to do is just to look at the, the DBC uh, membership covenant. Um, so it's not really a, a sermon per se uh, today. It's really just an unpacking of our covenant. Uh, and our covenant is one page. And we've condensed it. So it's just two sides. Um, and it really explains the values and the vision of the church. And if you are in agreement with the values and the vision of the church, then we encourage you to be a part of us uh, and to recognise uh, all that God is doing um, within Denison Baptist. Um, we're going to look at a lot of scripture uh, this morning, so do have your Bibles ready. There are some up at the back there if you want a copy. There's no words up on the screen this morning. Um, so do have a Bible ready or be attentive to, to what it is that I'm saying. Um, so I can give you a minute or so just to get a Bible if you wanted that. Um, so in terms of our values... Um, I'm basically just going to show all the content um, up in the screen here. So we're just going to take some time to look at each aspect uh, of our values uh, and our vision. Uh, and we should be encouraged as we think of values, as we think of vision, it really just gives us clarity. It gives us just fresh insight uh, as to who we are, who we strive to be, uh, and all the ways in which God is working within that. Um, so our values, the first slide... We'll see our values are who we are as a church family, okay? So our values are about us agreeing together who we are in Christ. So before anything, it's about our identity in Christ. We don't start with doing, we start with being. Our identity in Christ as new creations, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. If we have faith in Christ today, then we are new creations. We have been transformed. The old life is gone, behold, the new has come. We are children of God, John chapter 1, verse 12. What an incredible truth. If we know God in our life, then we are his children, sons and daughters of the living God. And we are also followers of Jesus. And we choose to live a life that follows Christ, that puts him first in every situation. Matthew 16, and verse 24. So this is just a wee summary of what values means, because you've maybe heard of values and vision in a church context or even just in a corporate context and oftentimes we just sort of lose sight of it all just because there's so much jargon but I want it just to be very clear values is about who we are and there's seven values when it comes to the life of Denison Baptist Church uh, and we're just going to go through these um, and number one the most important value is that we are a people who love God we are a people who love God and I'm just going to read what it says we are a great commandment people Mark 12, verse 30. We love God because he first loved us. 1 John 4, uh, in verses 19 through to 21. Um, so let me just read 1 John 4, uh, in verses 19 through to 21. And it just helps us to understand the connection between us loving God and the context in which we do that. We love God because he first loved us. So 1 John 4. In verse 19, we love God. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. So the Bible is very clear. We love God because he first loved us. And as we continue on uh, in the first point of the values this is all of who we are loving God in all of what we say do think and decide Psalm 42 and verses 1 to 2 
Love God is at the heart of every other value. So as we go through these values of love people, love the gospel, love the Bible, love the church, love the mission, love the future, for us to achieve any of the other six values, we first need to achieve the first one. We love God through all these other values. So that's number one, we love God. Number two, we love people. We love people. Uh, Loving our neighbour means loving each and every person we come across because we are all image bearers of God. So let me just share Mark 12. Mark 12 in, in verse 31. And it ties in. It was part of the great command. Mark 12 and, and 31. So I'll read from verse 29. Jesus answered, the most important is, listen, this is in terms of commandments, the most important commandment is listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbour as yourself. Love your neighbour as much as you love yourself. There is no greater command than these. So God calls us to love our neighbour as much as we love ourselves. And what that means is what we read in the second part of this, vis- of this value. This love is both costly and generous. So it costs us something. For us to love people, it will be costly. It might be a, a giving up of finance. It might be a giving up of our time, of our, our situations and circumstances. To love people is costly. And it is generous as well. And we do this in light of the costly and generous love that God has shown us. Because Jesus and his love gave up so much and he gave us so much. Jesus gave up so much for us, so it was costly for him. And he gave us so much. So we in return, when we think of our our neighbour, the people we come into contact with, whether it's a a brother and sister in Christ or a non-Christian, someone we know, we are to give up so much and we are to give so much as well. So we love people, number two. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're all in agreement with that so far. Number three, love the gospel. We love the gospel. Uh, the gospel is Jesus Christ. His life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and anticipated return. First Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 11. It is the truth of God, it is the truth of who God is and all that he has done for us, applied to our sinful lives through personal repentance. So the gospel is the reality of God. And it's us choosing to respond in faith. We turn from our sin and we turn to Jesus. The gospel is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Romans 1 uh, verse 16. And the last sentence is really just a summary of Romans 1 16. So this is a really key value within the life of the church. You know, oftentimes, and I've maybe been guilty of this as well, we talk about being broken. You know, when we think of our world, our world is broken, and that is absolutely true. But at the heart of the gospel is this reality of sin, and sin is different. Brokenness can be healed. Sin has to be removed, and the only way in which sin can be removed is through putting our faith and trust in Jesus. Jesus died for each one of us, and Jesus has given his life, and he has risen from the dead, and through that we can experience his power and his grace. So Romans uh, 1.16 uh, points to this. Um, number three uh, love the gospel yeah come on in and number four uh, love the bible so we love the bible because we believe that it is inerrant 
it is the inerrant, infallible word of God. So when we talk of inerrancy, we mean that the Bible is without error. When we talk of infallible, we mean that it's impossible for the Bible ever to be in error. It is absolutely essential for our lives. Psalm 119, verse 105. Let's just have a look at Psalm 119 and verse 105. So the psalmist says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So the Bible is light. The Bible gives us direction and purpose uh, in our lives. It gives us just clarity as to what to do, what to say, what to think. So the Bible is light. It is the truth of who God is and all that he has done for us applied. Sorry, I'm reading the gospel one here. Um, It is absolutely essential for our lives. Psalm 119, 105. The Bible is our final authority. So our final authority is the word of God. We're always asking a question. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Whether it's in relation to your own life or it's in relation to the church family. It is transforming who we are, Hebrews 4.12, so that we might serve him with greater faithfulness and fruitfulness. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 to 17. Let's just have a look at 2 Timothy because it is such an important passage of scripture when it comes to the word of God. So 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 16 uh, through to 17. So we read, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Bible gives us everything we need to be complete and equipped in the Christian life. So this is why we love the word of God. We love the Bible. This is something we do in our missional communities uh, during the week. We take time to open up the Bible. We take time to ask four or five key questions around the passage. But it's really so that we can be accountable to each other and we can be equipped and complete as we go into our week. Uh, And I would really ask that you pray for Prashanti. Prashanti is starting a brand new missional community next week with many of our friends. uh, And we're really excited about what God's going to do through that. But again, it's about equipping and completing um, the work of God within the lives of those who come along to that missional community. So let's be praying um, that God would do a mighty work uh, through that missional community. But this is just a wee glimpse of what love the Bible means. Uh, point four, we love the Bible because it is God's word. It speaks to us today. It is highly relevant. You can maybe testify to this in your own life. Maybe you've opened up the Bible and just a, a verse or a passage has just jumped out. And it's almost been like a baseball bat to the face in a good way. It's really just challenged you and convicted you. And this is because the the word of God is living and it is active. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it will speak directly into our situations through the power of the Holy Spirit. So number four, we love the word. Number five, we love the church. This may come as a shock to you, but the church is not a building. Okay, the church is not a building. We often say, I'm going to church and we're talking about this physical edifice. But it's not the the building. It is a gathering of God's people. The church are the people of God. It is made up of many parts and it's a powerful picture of Christ to the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 gives this amazing picture of all the different parts of God's body. We love the church through a passionate commitment to it. Acts 2 verses 42 to 47. Acts 4, 32 to 37. 
by regularly meeting together. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. So let's read Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 24 to 25. Hebrews 10, 24 says, Let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works. You think of that word provoke. You know, it doesn't, normally it's kind of got a negative connotation. If you're provoking someone, you're winding them up. But here it says provoke and love. You know, really stir people's affections for Christ. What a challenge for us, verse 24 not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we should be encouraging one another in love. And I would encourage you to encourage others. So people who are a part of the life of this church, who maybe haven't been for a while or haven't been for the last few weeks, encourage them, provoke in love and say, we've missed you. You know, the last few weeks, it's not been the same without you. So... A challenge for us, Hebrews 10, 24. Provoking love and good works and do not neglect to gather together. You know, my, my joy is when I see people consistently being a part of Sundays and Tuesdays and Thursdays because this is what church is all about. It's all about being a part of a bigger family and realising all that God has done for us. So Hebrews 10, 24 to, fi- 24 to 25 um, and also in using all of our gifts to the glory of God. 1 Peter 4.10 You know, there are things that I can do that other people can't. There are things that other people can do that I can't. We're all part of a body. And we all have different gifts. We all have something to contribute and to give. And all of this makes the church body healthy and fruitful. So number five, we love the church. Number six, we love the mission. We love the mission. Um, Our mission is about local, national and global disciple making. Matthew 28, uh, verses 16 to 20. So let's, let's read. This is such an important passage. Matthew 28, and verses 16 to 20. And this is very much what drives us uh, as we go into all that we do within the life of the church. Or what ought to drive us. So Matthew chapter 28, and verses 16 through to 20. So this is before Jesus ascended to heaven. And often the the last words that a person says are the most important. And these are the last words of Jesus. He says that we read, The eleven disciples travelled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is at the heart of who we are as we think of mission. And we love the mission, meaning we are all about disciples who make disciples and we're all about churches that plant churches through our city, nation and world. Isaiah 52, 7. So already we are in talks and, and thinking and, and looking ahead to how Denison Baptist Church can plant other churches. And you might look at the size of us and think that's, that's pretty crazy. 
We're already thinking ahead to planting. But this is us just living out Matthew 28 and verses 16 to 20. We want to be a, a great commission church. We want to make disciples. We want to plant churches. And so we have this big vision of planting churches in Glasgow and Scotland throughout the world. We believe that God can do this in the power of his Holy Spirit. So we love the mission that is only ever possible as we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 8. So number six, we love the mission. Finally, number seven, our final value, we love the future. We love the future. So we are deeply encouraged by the truth that this life is not the end. God has prepared a place for us in eternity, a new heaven and a new earth. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. We love the future because we will be with Jesus, enjoying him forever to the glory of his name. This compels us to be the people he calls us to be in the present. So if we have this amazing security of eternity in the future, then this should cause us to be bold for Jesus, to be all out for him, to let go of idols in our life and to live for him wholeheartedly. Is that true of us? You know, often when we think of our own lives and we think of the idols in our heart, we carry these idols because we don't have this vision of eternity. We don't picture being with Jesus and worshipping at his feet for billions and billions of years. But if we hold on to this amazing security, then it will compel us to be the people God calls us to be in the present. First Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 to 9. So let's have a look at this. First Peter 1 and verses 3 to 9. So we read, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief and various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may, res may result in praise, glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So we might face many, many trials in our lives. But hold on to this amazing truth. We love the future. We love all that God has planned for us. This causes us to persevere. And amazingly, it causes us to be fruitful in the midst of our difficulties. We become more and more Christ-like through hardship if we hold on to this picture of eternity. So that's the seven points Seven values of, of our church at Denison Baptist. We love God. We love people. We love the gospel. We love the Bible. We love the church. We love the mission. And we love the future. So let's move on very quickly to our vision. So this is our values, who we are. Our vision is who we strive to be. Uh, we envision three areas that are absolutely essential uh, to being a follower of Jesus. So there are three key areas. So when we think of who we strive to be, this is our focus. As we look to Jesus, we look to these areas and we live out these areas in our lives. So the first one is that we are a, a people who are word-centered. 
in light of all that I've just shared, the final authority of God's word at the heart of everything. The word of God is our final authority and the word of God is at the heart of everything in our lives. Everything in Denison Baptist Church it is a final authority. We live by it and we live from it. Is that good? We happy about that? Yeah. Um, prayer fueled. We're prayer fueled. We have a daily reliance on God through biblical prayer. We don't just pray random prayers that have no biblical basis. We pray through scripture and we pray in light of what God's word says. Faith-filled prayer. We actually believe that God is going to answer our prayers. You know, I can think of this week really focusing and really believing that God was going to answer certain prayers. And it was amazing. I saw God answer those prayers and I believe it was just a, a greater ex expectancy, a greater faith that God had given to me through his spirit. So don't just pray, pray with faith, pray with real belief and expectancy. Specific prayers. God is all about the details. Pray in the details and pray that God would be operational and at work in these areas. God wants us to pray specifics, particulars. And so I would encourage you to do that. Prayer fueled, spirit filled. He calls us to be a spirit filled people. Ephesians, Paul speaks of keep on being filled with the Spirit. It's a present continuous verb. So it's not just a moment. When we come to faith, we experience God. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling inside us. But it's a way of life. We are to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I would encourage you to ask to pray that prayer. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today. And then to pray it the next day and the next day and the next day. And then to walk in the Spirit Earnest for the gifts. God has given through his spirit many gifts to unify and strengthen the body. And so pray, be earnest in your desire for all of the gifts, all of the spiritual gifts that God gives to us. And displaying the fruits when the Holy Spirit is within us. We will display the fruits of the spirit. These are three areas that we've looked at over the last three weeks. The fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we live a life in the Spirit, then we will see the fruits of the Spirit. So word-centred, prayer-fueled, and Spirit-filled. And then there's just a final, a final wee statement, I think. Yeah, so, and this is just what you're agreeing to. If you, if you are a member of Denison Baptist Church, then we have DBC Membership Covenant Renewals for 2019. So I would encourage you to take one of them. Uh, and to pray over, to read it through, and then to sign it. Um, if you're not a member of Denison Baptist Church, we encourage you to become a member, to speak to myself, or, or TJ, or Paul, uh, and we would invite you just to be a part of what we're doing within the life of Denison. Uh, we're really excited about all that God is doing, and we're really confident that God will continue to do more and more. But again, there's, there's membership covenants here, so again, if you want to just take one, you can read it through, pray it through, uh, and ask that God would really reveal his plan and purpose. This is a final statement, um, just at the end of the, the covenant. In his strength, so that's key, in his strength, it's not in our own strength, in his strength, I am agreeing wholeheartedly to living out the values and vision of our DBC membership covenant. So I know I've looked at a lot there, seven values, three aspects of our vision, but this is just the heart of who we are uh, as a church family, and hopefully that's been a challenge to you and an encouragement. Just three questions I want to leave with you as you think about moving forward uh, from here. 
So three questions. Um, the first one, um, how important is it for me to be recognised, to be a recognised part of a local church? So if you're not a member of Denison Baptist Church, we are not saying, you know, we're not saying God is saying here that you should be a part of DBC. We're just saying be open. It could be DBC or it could be somewhere else. But the question to ask is, how important is it for you to be a part of a local church? You know, I can testify, many of us can testify to the absolute blessing and benefit of being a part of a local church. Just the strength and encouragement it brings us and the ways in which we can be supported. So an encouragement and a challenge to us. How important is it for me to be a part, to be a recognised part of a local church? Number one. Number two, if God is confirming this, am I willing to commit to the life of DBC by becoming a member? So I'll leave that with you. If God is confirming this, are you willing to be a part of the life of DBC by becoming a member? If he is saying, I want you to be a part of DBC, are you willing to step out in faith and do that? And number three, how can I be more faithful and fruitful as I live for Jesus in my own life? So it's not about you know, living for DBC, it's about living for Jesus and putting him first. That is, he is our vision, he is our focus, he has done everything for us. Here's our goal. Does that make sense? So that's basically my wee plug about membership. The seven values, the three aspects of the vision, and a challenge for us as we ask these three questions together. So I'm going to pray, uh, and then we're going to respond in worship. As we think of, of who Jesus is and all that he has done for us, if you have faith in Christ this morning, then I invite you to come forward and to remember Christ's body that was broken for each one of us, to take this bread, to break it, to remember his body that was given to us. And as you take that bread, to then dip it into the cup and to remember his blood that was shed for each one of us, for the forgiveness of our sins. If you love Jesus, then you have great opportunity to come forward, to take this bread and to drink this cup and to rejoice in all that he has done for you. So I encourage you to do that during this time of worship and we're going to respond. And afterwards, we're going to have an amazing lunch together. There's so much food in the kitchen, so um, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. So let me pray, then we're going to respond uh, in worship. <clears throat> Lord, we do love you, and we do thank you for, for all that you're doing within the life of Denison Baptist Church. We pray, Lord, um, that you would use this time to really give us a, a fresh vision, a fresh expectancy of what you can do. And we pray, Lord, that we would walk away from here just feeling so encouraged and so blessed. Lord, we thank you that you, you call us to welcome all people. And Lord, we pray that we would more and more be intentional in our communities to reach those that are lost. And we pray, Lord, that you bless this time. We ask this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.